Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. This is not plus minus. The return of. I know it's going in the plus minus feed, but this is a Warriors All 82 podcast in a 72 game season. And it was an interesting debut. I believe I have Ethan Strauss and Tim Kawakami on the line. Yes, you do. Ethan, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this uh, going to be all 14 lottery balls? Is that the question <laughs> that the uh, fans want answered? You, you sound startled like Looney out there. Or something. What, 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 ball's coming my way. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. I did not listen to the postgame, fellas. You can tell me just what the, was the mood of who, who talked other than Kerr, Curry, and Wiseman. Was that it? That's it. That's I it. heard from some people who observe his motions that that Steph was given off a, a vibe of uh, disappointment. I cannot confirm or deny. Well, I mean, he, he played his first game in like nine months, and they got smoked by... Lost by 300 and you know, on TNT, they're the, only, the first game in the NBA. It's embarrassing. He did not play well either, right? No, I mean, he, he, no. he missed some shots that he normally Two a makes. 10 from three, I think. He didn't play well, but I, I will say he looks like himself. He's going to have those up and down games. He's a high variance player, and people on Twitter are going to, I think, be in that proxy war about his reputation, and everything else. I mean, I think the thing that's more concerning is the everything else. And I mean, I had some concerns in preseason. I, I think there's always that don't overreact, don't overreact. But you also want to react. You want to react to what you're seeing, and. I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm just seeing a team that has this enormous flaw uh, with its lack of shooting um, and lack of passing. I think it's easier to add one of those. It's a problem, man. And you saw that in the first game. It's particularly a problem when you don't get stops because you can't get out and be this transition disruptive team that you say you're going to be and and stay out of the half court when you're taking the ball through the net. The Nets scored 43 first quarter points, and it was a shell shock team, I thought, right away. You know, we talk about the messaging post game. Steve Kerr went right to the defense. He brought a Ron Adams stat that they had like the Nets scored 23 points in isolation in the first half, which I guess is a lot. I don't always track that stat. Tim, I know all, all preseason you've talked about the difference with this team this year and what Draymond likes about it is they're going to muscle people around. They're going to be a bit more disruptive. There was none of that tonight. That's where I think it starts tonight. They look scared or something. I don't know. I mean, not every single one of them, but it just looked like they're like the moment was too big for them, which we're not used to with this Warriors team. We're not used to, you know, I, you know, I thought Oubre was okay, but not obviously not good offensively. But I thought, man, Wiggins looked freaked out. Free, like he couldn't hold on to the basketball. This is stuff that Kerr hates, by the way, right? The one thing he, Marcus and I always say, like if you get the ball and start fumbling it, he goes crazy. Now he has to play Wiggins. He played Wiggins. Some You might say he played Wiggins like more just because he was like, just go out there and try to get a shot down. But he was fumbling around. He couldn't make layups. He was missing wide open shots. You could tell he was thinking about it every time. And I, I, I said on Twitter, he looked like he's dribbling a bowling ball out there. That, I think, turns into lack of focus on defense. It turns into like the other teams, you know, more dominant than you because you can't even hold on to the ball. It was Wiggins, it was Pascal, it was terrible. I said, Looney, you know, they just, Ubre couldn't make a shot. It just trickled down. But. I think the long term is, and and not to try to make too much out of one game, but if Andrew Wiggins is not good, this team is not going to. I mean, you guys just were like, if he's like, even if he's a little bit better than this, this team's not going to be better. He's got to be a lot better than this for this team to be, you know, a seven six seed. You know, it just 
there's no way because he's the guy who's going to make the shots when other people aren't making. I mean, it has to be him because there's nobody else other than Steph, and it's not, it can't be Steph every night. And if Wiggins is going to not only not make shots but kick it away and not be able to defend. Now, he's guarding Durant, but Juan Toscano-Anderson did pretty good against Durant, and Wiggins was just nowhere near him. That was a disaster for the Warriors. Just the whole, you know, we know how much emotion and you know intellectual pro- they they put into Wiggins being this perfect fit for them. He's was you know overlooked. He was unfairly criticized in Minneapolis, and look what he's going to do for us. And this new Steph's back, and it did not happen again. One game, but man, he was terrible. And if he's terrible, they're they're not going to be good. Let's be real. He's Harrison Barnes. I mean, maybe and, not. And that was with, worse than Harrison Barnes out there. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's they can't Peter principle him into some sort of superstar or some sort of all star. I just don't think that's realistic. I think maybe Steph can get him. You, you know what Steph can do for him? It's Steph can do for him exactly what he did for Harrison Barnes, which is to get him open shots in the corner for him to have an above average efficiency when shooting. I don't think this is a situation. It's just, I mean, seven years in the league now for Wiggins. He's just going to magically turn into the superstar. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like they can pin so many hopes into the Wiggins metamorphosis. That's to me, but he has a track record. You mentioned the seven years in the league, even the 12 games on the Warriors where he's going to have nights where he's good. You know, he's going to have like 35 point nights. You know, he's a, he's a career 20 point per game scorer where, the Minnesota fans will always say, hey, I know he played three straight good games, but he's Andrew Wiggins. He's going to revert to Andrew Wiggins. And I think because we know he has a track record, we know what he was tonight. He isn't. Like, that was – he's played 13 games for the Warriors. That was by far the worst of his 13. So, I think if you're looking forward, you're saying, well, you know on Christmas Day and moving forward, you know, that's probably going to be one of Andrew Wiggins' five worst games this year, I would probably say. Like, he will be better. Now, the caution for Warriors fans going into the year was he's going to still be Andrew Wiggins. He's never going to. I think we're to the point where we can say he's not taking a next step. His contract's not going to be great, but he won't be bad. To me, the bigger concern tonight is, because I think it's like going to be a continual thing, Eric Paschal, you're, you're right, Tim. I mean, you might just say right. You asked me, what was his average? What did I say? I, oh, I wow. said six. <laughs> to me, it wasn't even the offense that concerned me. He was really bad defensively in the first half. He, he was in cement. He got blown by on a, like, it was like a traffic cone closeout on Durant, who just went, oh, free dunk for me. And then the next time down, he got switched on to Kyrie, and he was like, oh, I can't close out too hard. And then, so Kyrie was like, oh, you're just going to give me this wide open corner three? Okay. Uh, and then he got benched for one. I mean, let's just, be real he got benched for a two-way player yeah who played better than him uh, there's no, without a question it's just a different world for him this year he's not a 15 best player on a 15 and 50 team that they say hey go shoot 25 times it's like you need to be a glue guy you need to play defense and he he's far away from that right now it seems and that jump shot i guess he made one but jump shot does not look any different i mean it, okay looks different it's not going in more and that's a concern and if he doesn't have that jump shot he's just not going to bully through people he's that's not going to happen it happened last season because he's you know again playing 15 50 15 and 50 team whatever but when teams are game planning for you and they know exactly what you're going to do yeah we talk about wiggins if pascal's back and again i, I kind of was already kind of pushing pascal to the side a little bit but he can't be terrible right i mean that second unit which didn't do horribly tonight, by the way. It looked terrible, but the score wasn't terrible. But still, they lost in if, the first quarter. They yeah, lost. If they, in the if they, first yeah, if if they can't 
look at that second unit and say, you guys are, are somebody that could keep this going a little bit, then the whole thing is is, is going to sputter. Should we question Kerr starting Wiseman? I mean, I, I understand the logic of it. Starting, no, I, we could maybe question him starting Pascal. I don't think Wiseman was an issue. Yeah, I mean, what? So, so they would have started, but they would have started Looney instead. I mean, they would have started Looney instead. Okay, well, let me make my case right here. Wiseman, I think, gave Warriors fans more reason to feel good than anything else that happened overall. But a lot of that happened in garbage time. And when you're starting out, you need everybody to be on a string and to know what everybody else is doing. It is a strange thing to do to throw a guy out there that has not had a summer league game or a preseason game and just throw him out in the NBA action. I understand to a certain extent you think maybe Allen is better than uh, than DeAndre Jordan, so maybe it, it gives him more of an advantage. But I think doing that was potentially disruptive off the bat. I'm not saying it's the reason they lost. I think the primary reason they lost is they're worse than the Brooklyn Nets. That was a decision that I think we can question. Obviously, if it went well, we would say, hey, that was a, it was a great move. But I think that was that was part of it. I just need to fill the quota of some Kerr critiques, right? And I do this always with the caveat that you don't totally know everything that's going into the coach's decision-making. I do think that, yes, this roster has a lack of shooting, but I also think sometimes Kerr is maybe a little bit too inclined to bench the shooters in favor of the guys who do the other stuff. And I just don't think that's where the league is at right now. You need shooting. Damian Lee needs more minutes. I mean, Michael he needs Mulder. more minutes. Michael Mulder needs more minutes. Who he said post game he's going to reward was was the word he used. They're going to have to play Mulder some. Whether this was discombobulated them or not, he's going to play with Steph, right? And, and that's I think like they're playing with James Wiseman with Draymond Green and Steph Curry. You, maybe you might as well just do it now. This is who he's playing with. Get them, you know, as many minutes as he can with Steph. Some minutes without him, but he's not going to be the second unit guy. That's not happening. I had little trouble with him. Like he's the best center they got. Did you see how bad Looney was, Ethan? <laughs> he was mean? not good. How, yeah, how is that going to help anything? Tim, how can you blame him? He was uh, his rightful starting job was taken. <laughs> his right. confidence he was, was shattered. <laughs> he was he was in a funk because he's a starter. That's what it was. I don't know what he was doing. You just out expect there. him to emotionally <laughs> rebound from that on opening night. Oh, that's where I was going to go with it. Where. We can debate whether Wiseman should or shouldn't have started. There was certainly, I, I, mean, I was just watching the film, he laid too far back on, on a screen and Durant walked into a little like mid-range early that got Durant going. He gave up a lob over the top. Like The defensive awareness with Wiseman, it, we're, I think we'll probably see growth during the year, but it certainly was not there in game one. This is not a critique of Wiseman by me. It's you are throwing him. You are throwing him into the basketball version of that uh, storming the beach and saving Private Ryan. Like, it's, yeah, it's a crazy situation. No doubt, but if you, like, again, what Tim is saying is right. Looney's not saving that first quarter. Andrew Wiggins (laughs) hitting three bare naked, you know, corner threes saves that first quarter. Eric Paschal playing with more defensive muscle saves that first quarter. You know, Curry hitting a a few more shots, even though, again, part of it is the, the floor is crunched around him. Kerr, we can criticize some of the moves. I think the best thing he did was say, hey, James Wiseman, you're the center of the future. It starts today. He played him, what, 24 minutes? With the, he's going to be playing 30 yeah, minutes he's, nightly. He's, yeah, he's going to be playing like, This happened fast. Like We were as up on him, right? I mean, we've been talking about him before we ever saw him. Like, this guy's going to be a part of this. This is it. We were saying it. And I'm surprised that it happened so quickly. 
this is what they saw. He's he so physically gifted. Yeah, he's he's he so was. physically gifted. He is going to make some mistakes, but so does every young player. <laughs> he's, he's their second do... best player behind yeah. Michael Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, he, he is somebody they have to play, and that arrival happened with like no training camp, right? He, he was in the protocol, and he did not play the preseason game. He did not have a summer league. So I will say I think that is only positive about where he's going. Where this guy's where this shot guy, looks clean, shot looks, and he wanted shot to looks take good. it. That's like, you know we know this. Like he wanted to take it. He was like I am. Ta-. He took a running right-handed hook, which is not his strong hand. That was his ugliest shot. Ooh. But there's an aggressiveness there that tells you like when he gets a better feel for what he's doing, this guy might be a twenty and ten guy. He really might be that by the end of the season. And that's huge for them. We'll see if that means like they win more games or if they're, they're cont- I don't know, but it does like affect the way you think about this team. And he showed that like just the aggressiveness. And I on Twitter fans like, oh, you know, you know, we didn't see much from him. It's a number all two overall pick. It's like, are you kidding me? Like a 19 year old center throwing out on TNT against the Nets. I don't care what time of game it was. Looney couldn't hold on to the ball. Pascal looked like he was totally frantic out there. This guy looked like he belonged. That's a big deal. That jump shot, man, I mean, you know, Ethan, you were talking about it. You wrote a story. Like, it looks easy. It looks like he's not putting a lot of effort. He, he hit has the three stroke. deep jumpers. That hand is not obstructing the ball. It's He seems to have made a bit of an adjustment there. It looked very clean. I mean, free throws may be a little bit of an issue, but first game, whatever. But the skill. That first dunk was cool because he it was two foot, two foot jump with one foot outside the paint, and then he does it, and you just go, oh, this has not been around here before. (laughs) This is kind of a new thing. And the skill level where I think he left Jeff Green in the dust and maybe Jeff Green was playing up a little bit, looking for a ball screen for Steph, but he just left him for that layup. I think Jeff Green might have forgot that he was left-handed at that moment. Well, that's also possible (laughs) as well. Just a very impressive display of skill. And it just really kept you watching the garbage time. He has a a nine-foot-six standing reach. If that jumper is legit, if that's real, that's quite a weapon. You need to jump to block that thing. Uh, It's not just a closeout that's going to do it. So, yeah, pretty tantalizing stuff, I would say. It's a slow release, but like you said, I mean, when it's being released that high, that's, you know, he's going to get that off. And now that's what surprised me most. I mean, you guys know I've been as high on him as anybody, but I didn't think the jumper was going to be there in year one. And I even asked him post game. He's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot it, you know, uh, and it's clear he's going to. And, you know, when we talk about this team needing shooting. I mean, maybe he's one of their best three point shooters. I don't know. He was one of their best shooters tonight, you know, in a game one without a preseason, without a trade. I mean, it's, I can't emphasize that stuff enough like this guy's just basically come and played three games of college basketball so he has not played a organized basketball game since what like january i mean that's amazing and to, to produce like that it only tells you that there's going to be a lot of nights like this and it's only you know, probably only get better there's going to be bad nights too yeah and there and there are some bad plays you know the, he's not he's not flawless i think that he shies a little bit or shied a little bit from contact i mean that was part of why the running hook was the way it looked, I think. And I mean, we could probably pick it apart, but hell, it's uh, very, I think we're all in agreement. Pretty damn impressive under the circumstances. Also, I mean, if you look at their power forwards, are short, you know, Draymond is sh- short, obviously. Uh, Pascal is short for a power forward. Like, they need size. Like, it really stands out. Like, when you see him 
and you see the rest of the team, you go, man, that like they need that. He's huge. Chris plays big. He's well, yeah, whatever. But Wiseman is just like they need that force in there, and for for teams to be bugged at the rim when they're driving through, they 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 just need that sort of thing. Somebody who can finish. Somebody who can contest. And I mean, if you're the Warriors, you you just got to go through. This guy is exactly what we were hopeful for, and maybe a little bit more in a terrible blowout humiliating loss that's not a terrible thing to take out of it all the rest except for maybe michael boulder <laughs> you go that was bad but that guy I and mean, this is why they've been talking like they've been talking like yeah will you watch this guy and would you play him over kevon looney hell no i mean hell wouldn't hell yes i'm sorry <laughs> you know marquis chris is just a side player when you see james Wiseman, when you see it as we've said for weeks if you see it and it is that obvious you just got to play him. Like, the, it's it's too – the players know. Like, the players – Steph's looking for him for lobs all the way you know, down the court. That tells you that the players understand. Again, there will probably be some bumps. This was a horrible game. But he's going to carry them for, you know, five minutes at a time here and there. And that's something for them. It, it, you know, that's a big deal because we saw that some other players that might not be able to do that very often. And, and, and that's not good. He was a little jittery on the catch at times in little windows, you know, fumbled it a few times. Um, And I think, but the thing they love about him and talking to coaches is like, he wants to work on that. They're using heavy ball. They're firing fastball passes and and tight window bounce passes. And they believe, look, he's going to get better at that type of stuff. I mean, honestly, I, I know it's again, one game and we need to watch the overreactions, but I think it's pretty clear. He's already at worst their fifth best player. I mean, at this point, Wiggins is still a, you know, we consider Wiggins, Oubre, Draymond, and Curry their four best players. I know it was a bad Wiggins and Oubre night, uh, but Wiseman's their fifth best player now, and he's and he's going to be going up that list, I think, you know, relatively soon. Let me say something sort of extreme, but if this is a bad season, let's if we don't know if and Wiseman is good, this is not a lost season. You, you they are gaining something out of the season. Now, I don't want to say that. I don't know they could turn around and beat. Milwaukee on Christmas this could be a decent team this could be a good team but if they get out of this if that's a sink if everyone stays healthy they have Clay coming back they have those two picks in a great draft and Wiseman is good this is a season where they gain something it will be tough to endure two straight seasons of being bad but that is not a terrible thing for, for a franchise in the long term it's a bridge to the future at the very least. Now you don't want to squander a year of Steph's prime, but another year, another year, another year. But I think if we're, if we're realistic and if we look at the roster right now, I think we have to at least acknowledge the possibility and we, we have them as fringe playoff contender, but it's a very tough start to the schedule. And this thing could spin. It, it, It could. And I think Frankly, I mean, there, there is a question of what do they add? What do they do? Because the sense that I have is that this roster, it has a lot of quality players on it, but it doesn't totally fit together. And so I'm interested in what they might want to do. I certainly wouldn't trade any of their picks for anything at this moment. Nothing. Untouchable. They cannot mortgage any future assets for, for a win-now move. That, that that would be idiotic. The reality is the season was squandered the moment Clay tore his Achilles. We knew that, you know? I mean, that's just what the reality was. So, so yes, that's why, you know, I, I wrote the other day, like, James Wiseman needs to be their fifth closer, even if he didn't look as good as he did tonight. Like, he, they just need to grow him as much as possible because they're certainly not winning the title this year. We all said, you know, late playoff seed, and I'm not ready to, like, bounce off that. I've, I've told myself not to 
go too strong on any judgments on this team until they get through that big home stand they have. That'll give them 11 games. That'll give them some comfort at home. I want a wider scope, at least a 10 to 11 game window to see what type of growth, you know, where is Pascal after those 10 games. And to me, yes, it looks like a rough start to the season. They're very likely going to be 0-2 come Christmas. It probably won't be a very close game on Christmas either. Giannis is probably going to kill them. But then they play Chicago and Detroit, and Draymond, I think, will be back by Chicago and Detroit. So if he comes back and they play well and they maybe learn some stuff off these first two really tough matchups, they could reasonably be 2-2 two and two and fully healthy besides Clay coming back home for seven games. So this is not disaster yet. It's their own one and probably own two. You think they need to start thinking about some changes though? I do. I mean that's but that's that but I have a different opinion about the roster than they do. So yeah. Well it depends on who you're talking about. <laughs> you know, with Mulder for who? Pull slash who? Bazemore? Toscano Anderson, you know, fine in relief tonight, kind of of Pascal, but particularly when Draymond's back, he's a two way guy. Toscano Anderson doesn't really need to be getting minutes. And mix in Mulder, you're probably, you know, you shave some from Bazemore, maybe, shave some from Poole, shave some maybe from Pascal. I mean, Pascal's really got to figure this out quickly. Now, see, who was ahead of the curve on that? You were. You were. <laughs> yeah, well, Somebody called me out on Twitter about it. I go, yeah. I'm talking about instant reaction. Tim saw him do one dolphin kick out, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was he's done. That was. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's in the best condition. No. Right now. No. No. And the no. fit. Man. That's the it's main like this, thing. I'm seeing. Again, it's a lot of these guys can do a lot of quality things, and I was impressed that they rebounded and they got Ubre, but there's just like a lack of. Like a lack of ball skills, a lack of basketball awareness that you obviously saw during the dynasty era that spoiled everybody. But it, it just, I think, again, maybe some of this will be mitigated with just different decisions on who plays. I, I am, it's, it's curious to me that Mulder has had to fight and scrap so hard to get some time. It's curious to me that Damian Lee, after being one of their best players last season and, and showing that he's an NBA rotation player, is nearly it is, is getting so few minutes and basically being relegated to garbage time. And it's difficult because there's a lot of salary committed to you know quite a few guys. But again, I'm a broken record on it. But you see, you just see the shooting. You see the shooting that the Nets have uh, uh, around the two main guys. You get a lot of the focus. They look good, by the way. They look good. Durant look good. Yeah, they keep coming with guys. It's like, I mean, can you imagine Dinwiddie on the Warriors? Like, that oh, would change them. Be huge. You know? And he's he's what the sixth best player on the Nets, and sometimes is going to like barely going to be in the rotation. Lavert off the bench. Lavert, Lavert's just good. Lavert's just good. Like he's a better player than Andrew Wiggins. Period. End of sentence. That's not even a discussion for me. He's an extra piece for them. If the Warriors could get Wiggins to play like Levert, they would be a lot better. And and I'm saying that even if you even it all out, even if you just take this game as one game, he's not as good as Karis Levert. I just don't think he is. And that's you know there's some issues there for the Warriors. I think Ubre is he's gonna he's gonna be a tough shooter. Like the, they're just gonna be nights when he's gonna go four for thirteen or wherever he was tonight. Exactly, uh, I think he was zero six from three. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's yeah, that he's gonna have to make one or two a night, and he's gonna have to get out on a break a little bit more, which they didn't weren't able to do. Nice putback uh, dunk though. But yeah, he, I mean you know he's still like people like he he still got like seven rebounds, two steals, block shot. Like he played better than Wiggins. Things, he yeah, played better. Yeah, he's gonna do stuff like that, and and they need stuff like that. They could use him to, to create more, but he's just that's not just just not who he is. 
yeah, the fix, I mean, I think Jordan Poole was terrible. I, I don't quite know why he's ahead of Mulder, and we keep saying it. You know, First-round pick. Damian Lee. I guess so, but, man, he did not – like, he was – you know, his feet were in cement. He's he won an awful shot he put up. There's little tweaks. There's not a big tweak to it. I think they got to keep Wiggins on that second unit and just see how it happens because you just – you need somebody who can score on that second unit, but – there aren't a lot of other tweaks that they can do. The insertion showing of Draymond, up, yeah, Draymond, yeah, Draymond will help. Draymond, and on defensively, and he's going to bark at him. He's going to get the energy up, uh, no question. But offensively, uh, I, you know, there, there's going to be if Wiggins and Pascal, the Knights, when Wiggins and Pascal play anything like this, oof, I mean, the, the, there are going to be some major issues. And again, Juan Toscano Anderson played out of necessity, necessity. That's they bad. cut him That's two bad. days ago or three days yeah, ago. Cut him two days ago, and he starts the, the third half. quarter. Uh, Wanamaker, you know, not much, but you know, he's Wanamaker. What's he going to yeah, do? Whatever. In, 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 down by twenty-five. Yeah, he entered uh, the game. They're already down like nineteen. So yeah, exactly. Like, like it was done. done. Like you know, Brad Wanamaker going to win this by himself? That that's not going to happen. They are limited in what they do. They have players who fit better than last season. They have Steph this season. You guys are ignoring the obvious fix, and uh, that's uh, patching a little phone call down to Illawarra. Oh, no. Jessup, are you, you're Good, Jessup. we can end the podcast for a second trade podcast with Justinian Jessup. <laughs> the one thing I would say off post game again is Steve Kerr literally said our rotation is not set. It's very fluid. He will reward players who played well, and Mulder will get a shot. So, like, my thing is at least he's saying the right things that he's going, you know, this he doesn't seem stubborn in this rotation that doesn't, you know, we'll see it's one game, but didn't seem to be working. If it's Jordan Poole status, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to fight over that one. That one, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Jordan Poole's got to be playing. Remember how we talked about how bad they were last year, even with Curry in that in those first four games, and how, like, the Clippers game wasn't one that, that really revealed it to us. It was the Oklahoma City game because they went against a team we thought they were going to be somewhat equal to, and they got blasted. They're going to get blasted again on Christmas, but the thing is I'm weirdly more interested in Chicago-Detroit. What do they look like against that competition? You know what I mean? If they lose those two or look bad in one of them, that yeah, that'll that'll be a bigger, broader picture, and, and, and they might beat them both, so we'll see. I was thinking about that myself. Like, yeah, the Clippers game was really bad last season, but it wasn't the game that I decided they were done. So this one's going to be like that. <laughs> let's, just, let's make that one. Like, it's a sign. It's a hint. It's a suggestion. There's still at least several more games left before we can make total conclusions on this. And they still have Steph Curry. They still have Draymond coming back. And they got a young center who looks like he's something. Ethan, you got a final thought before I take us out here? My Justinian Jessup take was pretty much a cherry on top. <laughs> You're skipping right over Smilegeach now, right? It's like he's not even. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. It's, it's, so it's not enough it. shooting. You, you know, you gotta you gotta make your shots, man. I'm 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 all shooting all the time when it comes to uh, what this team needs. Andrew Wiggins to the Illawarra Hawks for <laughs> Justin and Jessup. Who's that? Who do, who's been play better for, for NBL? <laughs> I would love to see what Wiggins could do. Wiggins be the exact same guy. In Am the I gonna NBL? go through every game and say the other team small forward is better or backup small forward is better than Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> Okay, I thought you were going to say oh, back yeah. because I was going to say yeah, the, no, the team up, they're playing up, on Christmas, yeah. back of, their forward is uh, not too bad. Better than Andrew. I mean, there might be a few of them I'm going to go through on this, but we, we shall I'm going to write about Wiggins. I want to go back through the go back through the tape and see uh, what, what the hell went Count wrong. up how many times when someone passed it to him, he double-clutched the catch. Count that up. It was a lot.
My final take is maybe the Pascal thing is almost a little bit more uh, ominous than the Wiggins thing because because, because is, Wiggins sure. does this. Like Wiggins does this. Pascal looked like he did not make improvements versus last season, and he's uh, more starting out than Wiggins. I'm going to say that's my final 40th take. pick in the draft. There's a, there's a reason for that. No, 41st. 41st pick yep. All right. Uh, appreciate you coming on the first episode of the Warriors All 82 Podcast of the Year. We will definitely be doing a post game, post Christmas matchup against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So that should be interesting. Talk to you then.